is the Business of Reselling podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Oman. Hey everybody, it's episode three. Uh, this episode is a really special one um, that I just decided to do really early in the life of this podcast because I'm excited about the topic. Um, it's going to be all about how to say no. Um, over and over again, I see people in Facebook groups. Um, a lot of times it's newer sellers, but not always. Like we always get kind of stumped sometimes with the weird questions that we get from buyers. We're, but people in the Facebook groups for resellers are often looking for advice on how to respond to strange or unre unreasonable requests that they get from uh, potential buyers. And uh, so I want to talk about how we can say no and some of the reasons why we're inclined to say yes, why it's a struggle sometimes to figure out how to say no respectfully, um, but why you should and why saying no uh, helps you make more money. So that's all coming up in a couple minutes. Um, I want to mention before we get started, um, this episode is going to be airing uh, around the middle of July. And at the end of July, we are going, Storage Warrior is going to be in Niagara Falls, Ontario. So that's going to be the last couple of days of July. And we're looking for picks. So we're looking to um, go and pick a collection, um, maybe meet a couple of other resellers, hit up some great flea markets or garage sale areas. So if you know of anything and you're in the Niagara Falls area, just definitely hit me up with an email or on uh, Instagram at storage under score warriors um, and let me know if you'd like to just meet up. Another thing I want to let you know about that I'm super, super excited to announce finally um, is that I'm going to be a speaker at the Boss Reseller Remix, um, a great event for resellers that's happening in Las Vegas, October 10th to 13th of 2022. Um, and I'm really excited to be, um, I haven't really uh, revealed the topics that I'm going to be discussing there, but I'm excited to be a speaker. Um, I didn't get a chance to go to their event last year because of the U.S.-Canada border restrictions, but I heard nothing but great things about it. It's put on by Katie and Vicky, who run the Boss uh, Reselling uh, Facebook group, and um, they're experienced event planners, and I know that they're going to pull off an incredible uh, reselling event. So that's going to be in October, and you can get your tickets at resellerremix.com. So um, I don't really have any great stories about sales or bolos or anything like that. Um, it's not something I'm generally going to focus on for this uh, podcast, but just to give you kind of an update on where things are at with our business. Um, I think a lot of us have experienced significant sales slowdowns in the last couple of months, um, and we're definitely experiencing that too. Um, so I don't have any like really big, great sales to share, although we did, we've had a couple of, of decent ones. Um, what we're finding right now is that acquisition starting to get easier. So even though we're selling less, we're able to acquire more at a better price. So we're kind of holding out, hoping we can get some really good collections um, and and sort of get our our stock of really good inventory up to a level. So in the next you know year, year and a half, when things hopefully start to turn around again economically, um, we can start turning that inventory around and making a really good profit on it. Um, other things that are going on in the business lately, uh, I would say the interactions with buyers have been kind of getting interesting and a little bit weird. I've had a lot of aggressive and mean messages from uh, other eBay users. People kind of seem impatient, um, either whether it's because they haven't got their package yet or because 
um, they just don't like the price that you're selling something at or the way that you've listed it or, or whatever. Um, getting a lot of these types of messages and some of them are actually quite mean and bullying um, and a little bit difficult to deal with. Like they kind of they kind of wear on me a little bit. I have to admit it's it's kind of hard. And I have a tendency to, to sort of want to snap back, you know, when I get these kinds of messages and it's really hard to kind of pull away from that um, and not get sort of upset with these buyers who clearly have their own <laughs> issues going on. Um, but that's kind of what this episode is about. So I want to get straight to our main story, <coughs> excuse me, which is all about saying no. Um, and I want to explore some of the reasons why saying no is so hard. Um, we're going to talk about why that's difficult, talk about why sometimes you just have to say no and when are the good times to say no to a buyer, um, uh, how to do that, some of the psychology behind it, um, and how eventually being able to say no is going to help you make more money. So we've all had questions like this. Uh, let's see, let me see. Uh, can I get, oh, hi, um, I'm really interested in your products. Um, I'm working with a local charity and we're hoping that you could donate some of your items for free um, to help out my charity or we're doing a charity auction or something like that. Can you just send it to me and we'll just, and I'll just pay the shipping. I've seen that one come around. Oh, um, the other ones are, Things like, hey, can I get your item for half off or 75% off um, or whatever? I'm on disability. I can only afford so much. You know, my children are in the hospital. My um, my grandfather just died. You know, all of these things, you get this sort of backstory to, for, from the buyer to try and justify a request for a crazy discount. Um, or sometimes you get like weird, unusual requests from buyers like... Um, Maybe you've had somebody uh, message you to ask you for like just a photograph of like the instructions from like a board game or a piece of software or a sewing kit or, or who knows what, um, <coughs> whatever they want to be using that for. Another story I can remember is a guy who bought a comic book for like $8. We don't sell anything that cheap anymore. Try not to, but he wanted me to send him um, five to 10 additional comic book boards and comic book bags for free with his $8 order. So we get these strange requests um, through the platforms that we sell on. Um, and then I have lots of stories on the sourcing side as well that I could share. Um, you know, for example, you know, we just had somebody who wanted us to buy out this huge 10 by 30 foot storage locker full of bike parts. And at first we were pretty excited about it, but it turned out that there was just so much garbage in the locker and it's going to be an incredible amount of work that we don't really have the resources for. Um, and what they had promised was in there was didn't appear to be in there, or at least we couldn't find it on our initial search. So we had to say no to it, but I felt bad because they're, kind of desperate to get out of their situation and recoup whatever costs they can but ultimately there was nothing in it for us so anyway there's lots of these kinds of situations that crop up in reselling and if you have any experience with reselling you probably have a lot of similar stories that you can share um, but if you've never encountered questions like this before you might not know what to say you we always want to be providing great customer service, right? We want the buyers to be happy. We want to help out. We want to be generous where we can and make a deal that will make that will work for us as well as the buyer. You know, we're always kind of looking for that harmony. But sometimes you just have to say no. And it is so, so challenging. As I already mentioned, Facebook groups are full of questions about how to respond when you want to say no, but don't know how. Um, and you're going to see me commenting in those threads if we're in any of those same Facebook groups. You'll see me commenting in those threads with just the word no. Just no, just, just say no. 
And while a one-word answer isn't always the best response, um, it's still important to consider practicing keeping that message as simple as possible. So my point is that all you absolutely have to do is use that one word if you want to and nothing else. But first, we I want to get into the psychology of why you're inclined to say yes to these requests. And many of the conclusions that I'm about to share with you are drawn from the work of researchers uh, Petia Petrova and Robert Cialdini. Uh, Robert Cialdini is the author of the well-known book, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. Um, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you're interested in checking it out. So one of the things that researchers talk about is our desire to be compliant. We, it's not necessarily about like us wanting to be obedient, but people generally do like to maintain sort of some degree of harmony. You know, we like to avoid conflict. We want people to think that we're good people. And the connotation of that word no sounds abrupt and harsh um, in many ways. And it might imply to somebody else that you're not a good person, or you might be worried that they might think that you're being mean. But seriously, they've asked you a question where the answer can be yes or no. And if they react negatively to your no response, you have to understand that that's usually their problem. You know, you've, they've given you the option of saying yes or no, and you have that choice. But you might say yes if you feel like the request is a small one. If it's something easy, like, sure, you can snap that picture of the instructions for the board game and send it off. But if that buyer is using something called the foot in the door technique, their requests might become larger. They might make more requests over time. And they might expect you to comply because their request is similar to the first one, even though it might be larger in scope. And then you're in a pickle. Um, so what can happen is like buyers will sometimes use a really small request, like, can I just have a 10% discount? Or can you give me free shipping on this? Or can you include a little bonus gift or whatever? And if you have like, I don't know, maybe you have 10,000 diecast cards and throwing one more into the box, just to be a generous seller sounds like a nice idea. Um, it's an easy thing to say yes to. But what can happen is then that buyer sees, oh, okay, this person complied with my first request. Now I'm going to make another one. Now all of a sudden they want a bigger discount than they got last time, or they want more free gifts, or they want faster shipping for the same price. And over time, sometimes these buyers can, not always, but can really become um, difficult to work with. Um, but we, there is this principle of consistency. We want our behavior to be consistently aligned with what we promise. And that's why the foot in the door technique sometimes works for buyers. Because if you said yes to the easy thing the first time, you want to maintain that consistency, right? So you want to say yes the second time too. And it becomes more difficult to say no as those requests get larger and larger. So the other principle at work here is Cialdini's principle of commitment. Once you've agreed, which is kind of similar to consistency, really, once you've agreed to do the small task, it becomes harder to say no to subsequent tasks, even if they are more difficult. And this is how some people take advantage of others. If you've dealt with these situations before, then you know that it's exhausting, it's draining, and you just don't need it in your reselling life. Even when the request is small, saying no is often the best choice. It's not worth making a deal with people who could potentially come back and ask you for a lot more than you're able or willing to give later. They may become more demanding. They're more likely to open returns. They're more likely to complain. And the last thing you want is to cave to somebody's request only to have them come back over and over to continue to do extra work for free. 
So it's okay to just say no, even if the request is very small. So here's some ways that you can practice saying no. And the first one is so simple, just using the word no. No is a complete sentence. And I use it actually quite frequently when I get weird oddball requests from buyers. I, I use it all the time. It's not rude. It's a complete sentence. It's not any more rude than the weird request that you're responding to. So think of it like that. You're just matching up the tone of what of the request that you got with your response. It's okay to just say no, but you may be um, compelled to explain why you're saying no. And that's absolutely fine. And it's often good customer service to do that. Say why then, but keep it brief. Um, I'd love to support your charitable cause, but I already support several charities and I'm afraid I don't have the capacity to offer more to additional organizations. If there is a lower price you're willing to sell at and the buyer is making you a lowball offer, you can feel free to share it. You might end up getting the deal you want. You never know. Um, but just don't allow yourself to be pushed even further. Set those boundaries. So if you are willing to negotiate the price, even though the buyer is being ridiculously low, have the boundary in your head of where you're willing to stop at and don't allow them to cross it. If they try, then go back to that one word answer, no. Um, one request I get a lot is for more pictures of something. And we're pretty good in our listings to use all 12 photographs for eBay. Um, we do fairly detailed descriptions. You know, we really are clear about where damages and signs of use and things like that. Um, so we really um, try to anticipate requests for extra pictures and make it so that the vast majority of buyers are not going to need them because we've provided enough. But I do get requests for more pictures, I would say at least a couple of times a month. And one of the things that I tell these buyers who ask for more is I'll tell them that the items are stored deep in inventory and not easy to retrieve. Uh, it's not a lie. It's difficult to go through your 2000 square foot of storage and find that SKU and pull that item out and take a photo and send it back. And if you're an experienced seller, you know that 90% of these requests do not result in a sale anyway. Um, so that's one of the things that I do. But the most important part of saying no that I want to emphasize is that you do not need to apologize. You have done nothing wrong by saying no. There's nothing to say sorry for. Apologies can transfer your power to the other person. It may make you seem like you lack confidence and it might even inspire the other person to continue pushing with their request because they think you feel bad about saying no. So they feel like maybe there's still some negotiating room uh, there. Now, of course, apologizing in the right circumstances when you have actually made a mistake is super powerful and it can demonstrate empathy and understanding. But if you haven't actually done anything wrong, which is the case in these types of requests that we get, um, saying sorry, sorry, I can't take extra pictures. I'm really sorry. I can't do anything more to you. Um, that's not going to have the effect that you're intending. And if you're interested in learning more about that, there's a woman named uh, Beverly Engel um, who's written a book about um, how to apologize. And I, I, I apologize. I didn't get the title of the book here in my notes, but I will put it in the show notes um, if you're interested in learning, uh, learning more about the power of apology as well as um, when not to apologize. So I'm a big proponent of um, saying no politely, but um, briefly and uh, and not going on and on and on about all of the reasons behind it. It's perfectly okay to say no and move on with your day. And if the buyer persists, then you may continue with a longer explanation of why you're declining their request. But you never have to do that. It's not your responsibility. 
So here is why I think saying no actually is going to make you more money, okay? So think about this. Setting your boundaries and saying no is one way of setting your boundaries. This ensures that you always have the time that you need to be the most productive and not get distracted by actions that are outside your wheelhouse and outside of your normal day-to-day -day routine. Any strange, unusual, or unreasonable request is most likely something you wouldn't normally offer to a buyer. And it's totally okay not to offer these extra things to buyers. You are focused on delivering the best parts of your business, the type of customer service um, that you're good at, and you know your products, stand behind them, be confident, um, and you, you don't have to bend to uh, what ridiculous buyers say. It's gonna distract you, and you will end up working with these people who may not end up buying or may be difficult buyers in the long run. Um, and that's all time that you could have been spending working with buyers who are uh, much easier. It also, uh, saying no can help you make more money because it ensures that that same person is not going to try and take advantage of you later. So like I said, that one request might only take you 10 or 15 seconds, but then over time, additional requests may add up and all of a sudden you have spent um, an inordinate amount of time with this person who's not making your business any better um, and certainly not helping you be profitable. So, and also saying no once makes it easier to say no the next time. If you practice this and saying no when you feel like you need to say no, then it becomes easier and easier over time. You don't have to think so hard about how should I respond to this request or what should I do or I feel so bad. You're used to it. You, you know how to say no and you just do it in the circumstances where you know it makes the most sense for you. So once you've freed yourself of the burden of requests that you can't or don't want to handle, you can focus on the things that you enjoy more in your business or the things that make you more productive or the most profitable activities in your business. And saying no to one unreasonable person also leaves that item available for a better customer who may be willing to pay full price. And how many of us have had somebody come in and try to negotiate something and get a lower price or only get part of the lot or the set that you're selling and give you all these reasons why they should get this deal. And then meanwhile, you've had another buyer swoop up and buy it at full price. Oh, I just love it when that happens. It's the best. Um, and then saying no is so easy because, well, the item is sold. Sorry. Too bad. I want to talk a little bit about a guy named James Clare. Um, James Clare is the author of a book called Atomic Habits. Um, and he writes a lot about business and productivity hacks um, from all kinds of perspective. He studies a lot of psychology. Um, he he's done looked at productivity from like the perspective of athletic performance, from nutrition to running a business um, and just sort of all these aspects of productivity that affect our lives. So he's pretty interesting and he's got an article about saying no, which I'm also going to put in the show notes. But I want to share with you a couple of quotes from his article that really resonated with me when I was thinking about how to explain um, why saying no is actually going to help you make more money in your business. So one of the quotes from his article is this. He writes, saying no saves you time in the future. Saying yes costs you time in the future. No is a form of time credit. You retain the ability to spend your future time however you want. Yes is a form of time debt. You have to pay back your commitment at some point. He also writes, once you have knocked out the distractions, 
it can make sense to say yes to any opportunity that could potentially move you in the right direction. So think about how powerful that is. If you have said no to a request that's un unreasonable, you've nipped something in the bud and you have now space. You have space and time back. So you can now spend that space and time on the things that are best for your business. Go sourcing. Or you know what? Don't work on your business at all. Take the rest of the day off. You earned it. Ultimately, you should always make the decision you think is best for your business, you and your buyer. And of course, there are no hard and fast rules to follow about when you should say no to a request and when you should say yes. But just remember when you say yes to a difficult or unreasonable request, what are you saying no to that might have other consequences? So I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on saying no? So like I said, every podcast is going to have a little call to action. So today's call to action is to carry uh, to share with me a story about a request you've had where you struggled with whether to say yes or no to the buyer. I want to know what the story is. And I want to know, ultimately, what did you decide to do? So leave a comment on YouTube. I would love to, for you to share your story publicly. I think it's really cool when people do that. If you'd rather send it by email to stay anonymous, that's totally fine. You can email me hello at storagewarrior.ca with your stories and suggestions. Um, but I really want to hear because I know there's experienced sellers listening to this. And I know that um, some of the things I've said resonate with you. We all have these stories. I'm sure when I talked about some of these ridiculous requests, something tweaked in your mind, you were like, oh, yes, I remember that time when the buyer did this and I really wish I hadn't said yes to their request. I think we've all been through this. So I'm really curious to see what your thoughts are on saying no. And I hope that um, my sharing of some of the psychology and the reasoning behind why we feel compelled or pushed to say yes all the time isn't necessarily good for ourselves or our business. So that's the show for this week. Next week's Just the Tip, five to 10 minute episode is about audience building. So it's gonna be a really fun one. Um, and it'll include one thing that you can experiment with to help build a base of raving loyal customers who will keep buying from you even during a recession. So what's coming on right now is a lot of people are worried what's going on with the economy. Um, how are they going to keep their reselling business going? Um, and there's, I have a lot of thoughts on this, which I'll be sharing over the next, you know, many episodes. Um, but I'm going to focus on one small action that you could try to see if it helps getting you more consistent sales in your, in your business, even when things are slowing down. So as you know, we're always buying. So if you, um, like I said, we're going to be in Niagara Falls at the end of July, but normally we're buying in the Vancouver, BC, Lower Mainland area. So if you hear of anybody who might be selling a collection in our region, we hope that you will pass along our contact information um, or connect us with them as we're looking to build our inventory and back stock right now. Um, so check out the show notes. Please share this with your reselling friends. If you like this episode, um, please share it, um, comment on Instagram, um, subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and leave us a comment on YouTube. All right. Looking forward to next week's episode.